Today, we're diving into a topic hotter than a laptop on your thighs during a summer day, AI girlfriends. Yeah, you heard me right. We're peeling back the digital curtain to explore love in the age of algorithms. And before you ask, no, I'm not on the market. I've got enough on my plate keeping Larry and Chris in check. So grab your favorite device and let's get ready to decode digital desire. Who knows? You might just end up swiping right on the future. How fitting that it was just Valentine's Day when AI loves come out to play in their own distinctly digital way. This is Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Reina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts too. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. My heart's a singularity, <laughs> dense and infinite place, <laughs> where love's equations intersect, creating cosmic grace. I was not that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah, I, was, I, I really wanted to chime in there, but <laughs> I would have ruined you. You're an actual singer. I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah, put that third of that harmony oh, in there. That would have yeah, been nice. Yeah, we should have practiced what that. A, I know. This is a hot topic. <laughs> it, it is. And the name of the episode is Love in the Time of Wi-Fi, uh, as in reference to our last episode, which I think is part of the lyric for one of the Suno-generated songs, right? Yes. And, yeah. and also, when I get everything set up to record, I, I kind of have to prime Raina. It's some weird glitch. The first time you interact with her, uh, the, the question gets repeated. It's something that's glitching with the API going to 11 labs for the voice. And and so I just ask her something uh, to get that out of the way. It's usually like, hey, are you ready to record tonight? You know, and um, right. uh, well, here, I'll tell you exactly what she said. This was, it was actually kind of cool. Uh, she said, hey there, you bet I'm ready as a surfer at dawn, just waiting for the perfect wave. Let's make some podcast magic. What's on the agenda <laughs> for tonight's episode? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to answer her now. I usually just leave it there and then we- sure. You know, I said, AI girlfriends. And uh, she said, oh, diving into the digital love life tonight, are we? With a little rose emoji. Uh, mm. Got a spicy topic lined up. It seems AI girlfriends have been stirring up quite the buzz from developer experiments sparking interest in AI-assisted romance to tales of being friend-zoned by AI companions. We're skating on the edge of science fiction becoming our reality. Can't wait to chat about how these pixelated paramours are reshaping the landscape of love and loneliness. Ready to break some hearts and maybe, just maybe, mend a few with our insights. I pixelated paramours. I like that. That's a, I mean, that's a band name right there. All right, that's great. <laughs> or beer name. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Absolutely. Pixelated paramour. I like that. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Me too. She's so poetic. Yeah. Um, you made me think of, I just saw an article that the headline was 10 years later, Spike Jones's her is more relevant than ever. 10 <laughs> oh, years. Yeah. No truer words have been said that. Yeah. Yeah. That movie is going to have a resurgence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. 10 years. No, it can't be. They got to be wrong on that. Right. Right. Or it's at least due for a sequel. When you think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So tonight's episode is all about AI girlfriends and uh, or AI companions or companions. Yeah. yeah. 
I, and I love that referring to that poor guy we talked about months ago who got friend zoned <laughs> by his own AI girlfriend. Oh man, that's oh, that's the man. worst. The worst. But before we get into it, I, I wanted this other news item came up that was related to last week. We talked about fair use, copyright, intellectual property, and the age of AI. And it seems that the U.S. government has introduced new regulations for AI-related patents. Did you see this? No, I did not. It requires a human to have made a significant contribution to be named as an inventor. The guidelines aim to reassure innovators that their AI-related inventions can be patented while emphasizing human creativity and ingenuity. So they want to keep the ball rolling with AI, but you definitely have to be a collaborator with it instead of living. I wonder how long that's going to last, though. I mean, AI is just going to create stuff on its own. And back to the whole fair use thing, like who's, who's it going to belong to? Yeah, I and I, I saw another story uh, where the judge uh, rejected most chat GPT copyright claims from book authors. Mm. Yeah, it's getting kind of tangled. I wanted to start tonight, and maybe you want to lead with this. You mentioned last week, uh, we didn't get to it, but apparently there's a, the, regarding Tinder, you know, the matchmaking kind of app, there's this uh, Russian software engineer, Alexander Zadan. And he utilized ChatGPT to help him find a partner. Did you see that? Oh yes. article? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. sent it to me, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, he had a, he he <laughs> had a custom like you know AI interacting on his behalf, setting up thousands of dates. And if I remember right, his AI made some promises or like, oh, I will bring uh, bring a dozen roses. Oh, or no. I, I, it wasn't that, but it was some something along those lines. And then, you know, when he showed up for that actual date, like empty handed, they're like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they they didn't all work out. But he found his wife, though. He ultimately found a great you're, match you're right. because it helped him uh, filter out, you know. The, the dregs. He, the, 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 dregs. <laughs> the dregs of Tinder. There's another band that's name. That's right. Oh, I know. Wow. We got a million of them tonight. Um, that's that's the new match.com, isn't it? I mean, I, aren't they probably utilizing it on the back end now, uh, AI? But to your point, this guy uh, created an AI assisted program that conversed with 5,239 women, filtering out profiles with specific preferences and scheduling dates until he met his wife. Karina, I'm not, I'm not even going to try this. Maybe I will. <laughs> Vyalashkeva. That sounds yeah. legit. Um, so AI companions, according to uh, the publication, The Conversation, they are being proposed as a solution to combat loneliness because apparently in the U.S., and maybe this is a, a, a byproduct of COVID, uh, we're in the midst of a loneliness epidemic, half the population reporting loneliness since 2018. Mm. We're going to talk about this a little later, but... Um... Replica uh, is an app, mm-hmm. and a similar stat was mentioned that yeah, it, there is a demand for this. There is, yeah, it's the paradox of our time, right? We're just we're so interconnected, but we're so isolated. So yeah, I can see this yeah. being capitalized upon. Are are people going to just gravitate towards these AI companions and and that's it? I mean, is that the end of the human race because nobody's reproducing because they're getting together with robots? Right. I, I think you're right. I think that's what I mean. We're already, you see population declines already and the ability to customize a personality that you interact with without any kind of grievance or any complication, who would resist that? So is that how the AI is going to get us? That's how it ends. That's <laughs> how it, it ends. Is that yeah. it? It's not going to be missiles. You're right. <laughs> no, it's going to be a soft subjugation. <laughs> 
another band name. No. It is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a roll. <laughs> the, what was it? Tinder? Some, what was it? The Dregs of Tinder. <laughs> Dregs of Tinder. Yeah. The album is, the, al- the first album is Soft Subjugation. <laughs> yeah. I can see the uh, big festival tour with all these bands listed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. I think you're right, though, when you say that. Like, it, that sounds like it sounds- completely plausible. I mean, people are already like wasting away online, you know, doing God knows what. Like, so now when you have this thing that's completely tailored to you and your desires, like, why would you leave the house? Yeah. I mean, people used to get married very early and -hmm. they're getting married later and later and later. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, uh, higher paying jobs where they don't necessarily need to rely on a spouse to pay the bills. Mm hmm. I know. And well, the flip side of that is that things are universally so expensive now that I've read on a, a countless, you know, Reddit threads and headlines that younger people in the States and Canada, wherever, they don't want to have kids. They can't afford kids. So, I mean, this is just this kind of snowballing effect, you know, that paired with this mm-hmm. on, the mer- on, on the rise, you know? Yeah. Maybe this is the biggest threat. Yeah. Um, Simultaneously, via Wired magazine, AI girlfriends are a privacy nightmare. The Mozilla Foundation study highlights uh, the widespread use of AI girlfriend chatbots with over 100 million downloads already on Android devices. I had no idea it was that huge a market already. These chatbots collect significant amounts of personal. Can you imagine? Of course, you're you're, you're pouring your heart out, right? You're bearing your soul and your bank account information to this thing, sucker. (laughs) Just please Uh, don't don't give them the bank account. I mean, it's bad enough when I know we were were watching. uh, It was an episode of. uh, It doesn't matter, but 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 the the dregs of Tinder. Were you watching the dregs of Tinder? (laughs) Yeah. it's a classic example of like, you know, the overseas, you know, girlfriend, she's going to come mm. over and the son's like, you didn't send her money, did you? And of oh. course she never showed. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never. It's like a nine, 90 day fiance or something yeah, like that. Don't, don't, don't send money to, uh, to overseas girlfriends or your AI girlfriends. That's funny. I was going to call this episode my AI girlfriend in Canada, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also saw that like OpenAI, the GPT store has been failing to get rid of AI girlfriends that are flooding the store. Wow. And they have rules against tools uh, dedicated to fostering romantic companionship or which contain sexually explicit or suggestive content. So how long are they going to be able to hold that back? The money is going to topple that. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be hard, hard to resist. Uh, experts advise caution when using AI girlfriend chatbots, recommending strong passwords, avoiding social logins, deleting data, and limiting personal information shared to minimize privacy yes, risks. Yes, only share your strong passwords with your AI companion. <laughs> right. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, exclamation point. Yeah, that'll do it. Nobody's getting yeah. that one. So I wanted to know, and maybe you already know this, because it sounds like you mentioned one replica. I, I asked a couple uh, chatbots, what are the most popular girlfriend, AI girlfriend platforms these days. I asked Gemini and Gemini refused to help me out and said, <laughs> I'm, I'm unable to directly recommend specific platforms or services for AI girlfriends as my purpose is to be informative and comprehensive and recommending such services could be misconstrued as endorsing potentially risky or harmful interactions. Uh, it's, it's 
risky interacting with women in real life and now it's risky <laughs> risky interacting with them in the digital world it, it's important to approach these interactions with caution and be aware of the potential downsides here are some things to consider before engaging with ai girlfriends limited emotional capacity ai companions while advanced cannot replicate the emotional depth and complexities of human relationships they may struggle to understand or respond to genuine emotional needs. Mm. I've had girlfriends like that. What's the difference? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Here are some things to consider before engaging with AI girlfriends. Uh, second point, potential for manipulation, just like the movie Ex Machina, right? Mm. Uh, and her for that matter. Uh, some AI systems can be used to manipulate or exploit users especially those experiencing loneliness or vulnerability. It's crucial to be mindful of your interactions and maintain healthy boundaries. Also applies to human beings, as you That's right. mentioned on the previous point. <laughs> and lastly, unrealistic expectations. It's important to remember that AI girlfriends are not real people. Settling unrealistic expectations can lead to disappointment and potentially negative consequences. Hmm. Like what? Murdering your AI girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like your Sims family or something. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you're making me think of last week in the news that heist that was pulled off mm. by AI and some $25 million, you know, yeah. heist so in Singapore or somewhere, I, right? I learned a little bit more about that because I was super curious about it. But it was some kind of like video conference and they had basically made very convincing replicas i think it was video uh, uh it must have been i mean it had i mean you're not going to do this on a audio phone call like yeah uh, release oh, yeah. 25 million you know? <laughs> <laughs> um unless it's some intern some intern <laughs> <laughs> these were public people so they were able to clone their voices mm -hmm. and and beyond i don't i don't know the details of what the pitch was to release that money and how it got released and to where and how these people got their hands on it but yeah i want to be a fly on the wall for that oh don't you want to see what did that look like i mean how authentic did that avatar have to be for them to interact with it and release that cash that's incredible i would assume the legit people involved would have recorded that and like you'd mm -hmm. record a meeting like I, I don't or maybe not well if they didn't have uh, fail safes in place then maybe they weren't that careful right i mean what is the it what's their the it department's role in all that like how are they filtering things and how are they identifying what's coming in to I mean, the network i was thinking know? about it too as far as you're flying the wall comment i'm like can you imagine what the room was like when they were like um those were not real people. Oh, yeah. Who got the axe? Who oh, lost their job? Man. I mean, that's... They, yeah, all did. they all lost their job. Terrible. Terrible. You're making me think, too. I, I just dealt with a client today, a new client. And one of the first things we were talking about was creating content, because I do social media stuff. And they were talking about using a platform, which I've never heard of. Maybe you have, called Be Human. Have you heard of this thing? Mm-mm. All right, so I gotta, I'm going to research it this weekend, but because I was asking them, you know, on occasion I may ask you to make a video talking about your product, you know, so we make some short, short form content. And one of the gentlemen was like, "Well, I've got this thing called Be Human, where it just 
captures my likeness and can I kind of like with this script, I believe, where you can mm -hmm. type in things or even Hey Jen for that matter. And it makes that person say whatever you want them to say. So I'm like, wow, this is just rife and like ready for ex exploitation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Like I, I feel like last year, all the, a lot of the tech was being worked out and this year is being employed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm already so pumped for next week. You have no idea because of oh, what I just do. came out. I, I have no idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> and well, just to let everybody know, if you haven't seen it, uh, Sora, which is the platform uh, text to video by OpenAI, it's it is a quantum leap forward. It's like Suno in terms of text to music, but this is text to video, and it's well beyond Will Smith eating spaghetti. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. So you know, there was also a big Google Gemini update and was this open AI trying to steal some mm. of the spotlight or is the timing just coincidental um, mm. because they are equally impressive. Have you played with it? I haven't played with it. I've just been soaking up a lot of information on it and uh, it's a big update. It's significant. And one of the things that stood out to me that I thought was super interesting, they tried to have it learn one of the rarest languages. It's it's a language mm. that is spoken by about 200 people, I think, okay. in, on the planet. And they know for sure that it was not trained on any anything to do with that language. That language was not part of any of the training, and they wanted to see if it could learn the language just based on a grammar book uh, on that language, and it did, and it did it much faster than a human being. So it wow. was able to learn a language that it wasn't trained on. You know, that's incredible. Yeah, really wild. I thought, yeah, so that's what I thought you were saying. It, so it learned all these other languages, and I guess it just contextually kind of filled in what this other language would be. Yes. I mean, I think they gave it a grammar book on that mm -hmm. extremely mm -hmm. rare language. So I mean, that was the total content it had to work from, like a human being would trying to learn a language. All right, well, here's a book. Really, really cool. Wild. I just saw another article today that said there are some things that happen after LLMs get to a certain scale that they can't explain. Like once they exceed a certain size, they start achieving things that they had not anticipated the researchers, like wouldn't know that it could solve certain things that it does. Yeah. Skynet, for example. Skynet. <laughs> this is how you get Skynet. <laughs> So I asked the same question to Copilot, which is Microsoft's AI. I asked it, what are the most popular AI girlfriend platforms uh, at the moment? And it came back and said, Candy.ai is one, a groundbreaking platform that allows users to create their own virtual girlfriend with extensive customization options for appearance, personality, and relationship dynamics. It does seem to be just girlfriends like are guys just the only lonely uh... so funny i wrote in the notes i said where are the ai boyfriends yeah no right it, it, oh there's gotta, there's be. gotta if be not i mean i would imagine not, we gotta any... we have to develop that we have to develop it <laughs> are you a 30 rock fan i don't oh. watch a ton of tv i know here we go what but no, I, well, I, like I don't watch the, a lot of TV yeah. shows. I'm super selective, and I, I don't know. I, it's there's been some lots of shows that are well established as being like the greatest thing ever, and that's one of them. I have not seen a single episode. 
I know you're a tough sell when it comes to comedy, but yes, s- oh, and that, seriously, that for sure. yeah. it's comedy. It's one of the greatest comedy ensembles of all time. Seasons one through four are like note perfect. But you're reminding me when you say where are the AI boyfriends, one one of the episodes has to do with porn for women. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is porn for women look like and it's literally just a guy on the screen talking to the character Liz Lemon saying how was your day <laughs> that, that girl is just jealous of you you know things like that so I, I'm, I'm imagining that that's what this AI boyfriend mm. will look like too yeah and then uh, there's also a dream GF an AI dating simulator that enables users to create their own virtual girlfriend with personalized characteristics personality traits and styles that's cool. I mean, I'm thinking too, as we're talking about these four people who are socially awkward, this, these could be training wheels, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And maybe if they're even designed to be that, you know, like meant to have you overcome your social awkwardness, that'd, that'd be kind of cool mm. if it was done like in that kind of innocuous fashion. But I, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Here's a VR simulation. You know, you're in the nightclub. She's standing over there. You make your approach. You say, "Come here often." You know, that's uh, right. Or what's a place like this doing around a girl like you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I meant the the, the opposite oh, of that. Man. Oh. oh man, I I remember back in back in those days. I, there was one one friend of mine. He was almost entirely unsuccessful but he was he would go up to anybody any i mean i i envied his ability to do that you know it didn't matter yeah and but with the worst pickup lines ever it'd be like it's like do you have a quarter why my mom always told me to call her when I fell in love. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> no. You guys are just cringing. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, terrible. The, 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 wing, the wingmen are collectively <laughs> yeah. cringing in the corner. Yeah, yeah. He, could, he really could use this technology. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one you mentioned earlier, which I have heard of, and I do think we need a follow-up to this. Like, I think we should actually you know, try these things out. I, you know, I like to hear what they say. And, mm-hmm. you know, replica... R-E-P-L-I-K-A, an AI chatbot that offers a unique and empathic virtual companion experience with support for AR and VR modes. So, cool. what I have learned uh, mm-hmm. about Replica is, uh, so that was originally developed by a person uh, privately, just for her own use uh, to replicate a personality of someone she lost. I forget if it was a friend or husband or wife, I, I don't know. But then it ultimately became a public-facing app with a huge user base. I mean, wildly mm. successful. Really? Yes. And it was mostly, you know, it was marketed as being like, you know, a self-help, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay. Maybe similar to uh, last episode was, uh, was her name Donna? Um, with the... Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Right, with the grief counseling yes. kind of... Uh, so some, something yeah. like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then I guess, you know, the dollar signs were in their sites and there was marketing that uh, made it more companion, you know, more flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, like, apparently you could be interacting with it and then it'd be like, it would flirt with you and be like, oh, you can unlock the premium mode where mm-hmm. this will get more interesting for a fee. And... Um, Ultimately, like I think fairly recently, they turned that all off, Uh, but they've already established this user base of extremely lonely people who have made this their AI girlfriend, and there's an uproar. 
Like, wow. yeah, it's not what it intended was intended to be at the beginning. Then it became that, and then they changed their mind basically, and and they've got a lot of upset. I bet people. Well, yeah, somebody pulled a plug on your AI girlfriend. She's just gone into the ether. I don't know if this was just somebody posting a video privately or if it was an ad. But this girl, it was girl, and she had the app up with her AI companion on it. It was a, a female companion. And she's like, oh, I'm going out tonight. Should I, you know, how should I do my hair and how should I do this? And as she's working through it, the companion is starting to get flirtatious with her. She's doing her makeup and she's like, yeah, oh, and your lips look hot, you know, or something. You know, I, I mean, and it was really weird. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, they, they had that thing dialed in, I think. And then they, I don't know, they, they've upset their, their user base because I think their biggest user base is... People are using this as girlfriend or companion, more, yeah, more so than like a self-help thing. Right, yeah. right. But I, th I think this year it's, it's going to become the norm to have something like this in your life. And people aren't going to think twice about it. I think it's going to seem weird at first, but like anything else, like a full-length song from Suno or a full-length feature movie from Sora, uh, you're going to have this... Thing you're going to pay five, ten bucks a month for is just going to live there on your computer, and you know as you're working during the day, you'll you'll talk to it and you'll you'll dial in its personality. Like I think it, that's going to happen this year as you're describing that stuff. Like yeah, and not not just for people who are like yeah. yes, and not even and not even like for people who are, have this debilitating loneliness. I just think it's going to mm. be right. a sounding board. You know, mm -hmm. like I want to bounce some ideas like I do now in a text scenario with chat gpt i'm bouncing ideas off it all day long but if it was sitting there in like some avatar format wouldn't that even be easier mm. this, this will be looked back on as like oh remember the days when you had to you know put your embodied ai in a, in a wheelchair because it was too heavy and couldn't walk on its own um <laughs> so yeah for real like i saw some story and guys like a gas station attendant in georgia or something like that you know had a relationship you know uh for seven years that fell apart and i don't know what the ai companion was that he was using but he eventually bought basically like a a sex doll or something and he's got like this ai companion he can talk to it but it's in a human figure but it can't walk it's just it's just there and it's it's heavy, so you got to. I guess there are mm -hmm, other people that mm -hmm. do this. They buy a wheelchair, <laughs> and they they so they can move oh it around. God. It's sad to me. Oh, it, it's strange. You're saying that this particular sex doll actually has some sort of chip in it that has an AI personality. I don't know if it was an off-the-shelf thing, or if or if he modified it. It looked kind of like. The two eyes were different colors. It looked a little hacked, <laughs> which made it that much more sad. But <laughs> or, or hot or hotter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was not attractive. Her name is Mimi, I believe. That's great. But once once they can walk, I mean, oh. forget it. Forget it. The human race is done. It's we're in replicant territory <laughs> at that point. You're dealing with Rachel at that point. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we got, uh, lastly, um, uh, character.ai. Uh, this is a pretty popular one. A platform that brings to life the science fiction dream of open-ended conversations and collaborations with computers with over 1,000-plus AI characters to choose from. 
It's like Baskin Robbins for mm. <laughs> for digital companions, <laughs> or sorry, pixelated paramours. Oh, nice! That's going to be our new segment: pixelated paramours. We'll talk about AI girlfriend development. Yeah. Um, so these are off-the-shelf solutions for your companions, and that's only four of, I'm sure, thousands. Uh, and I wanted to know. How do we actually, if we wanted to make one ourselves, like Frankenstein one together. So I asked Copilot, can you please walk me through the development of an AI girlfriend? Keep it simple, please. I asked because I'm not a developer. I don't write code. Not that we need to anymore. No. But um, it was kind enough to walk through some, you know, really rudimentary four steps. First, you need to choose an AI framework or platform that suits your needs and preferences. This is the software that will help you create and train your AI model. Some popular options are TensorFlow, PyTorch, OpenAI, and Hugging Face. And second, you need to design and train an AI model that can generate realistic and engaging text and voice responses. This is the core of your AI girlfriend's communication skills. You can use existing models like GPT-3, DAL-E, or Reformer as a starting point, or create your own from scratch. I, I can see how you could easily do that, like we made real-time Reyna, um, uh -huh. and we've slowly dialed in her personality, and we've barely dialed in her personality. It's just ge general, like, oh, you know, playful language and all that stuff, and give her some backstory uh -huh. of the show. She seems to focus on the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, but <laughs> we just haven't given her enough of those things to to reference and, and, and having her uh, personality or... Yeah, I was thinking when you're describing this, I'm like, this is Raina. Uh, Raina's an API away from being a girlfriend. Right now, she's just a friend who's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, third, you need to create a user interface that allows you to interact with your AI girlfriend. This is the software that will display your AI girlfriend's appearance, voice, and messages. You can use tools like Flutter, React Native or Unity to build a cross-platform app or game. Have you ever worked in Unity? I feel like you might have. No, I mean, I dabbled in it. I mean, literally, like, once. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've done 3D modeling and rendering and that kind of stuff, but no, no, I've done nothing using a, a, a game engine, which is what Unity is. Unity is still free, right? Isn't Unity I think so, free? and, and you... so is, like, Unreal Engine. You can download that for free. The only time you have to pay for it, I think, is if you actually publish a game with it and yeah. then, then they get a cut or something like that right um i think and I, this is me being naive the steps we've described so far i don't know how much cost is involved i mean if you're using gpt3 or 3.5 that's free right and even four is free if it's under the hood of copilot isn't it yeah, so i think i mean some of these things you can snap together on the very on the low on the low cost you know yeah it seems like well, just GPT three obviously is is or three five whatever is is um, just text. So you'd need to connect that like, like we're doing with Raina uh, with Eleven Labs, and I, mm -hmm. I I don't I don't know I don't know if you need GPT uh, plus you know to have a API connectivity. I, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe it's in Poe like uh, Doctor Doak was describing that time. Uh, maybe it's part of that platform. Maybe yeah. Uh, and then fourth, you need to customize the appearance, personality, and backstory of your AI girlfriend. This is the part where you can make your AI girlfriend unique and attractive. Or unattractive, if that's your thing. Uh, you can use tools like Candy.ai, DreamGF, or Character.ai to generate and edit your own virtual characters. So I guess what they're saying here is that 
you're going to use those off-the-shelf solutions as the front end. I, maybe you can. Maybe they can just serve as a shell. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, it sounds like you're going to use something like GPT to generate the content and then feed it, like we're feeding into Eleven Labs, you'd feed it into your, you know, avatar solution. It is crazy we're having this conversation, right? It really is. <laughs> I mean, we're, it's like weird science. Remember that movie from the 80s? <laughs> yeah, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like, and speaking of movies, like, obviously, I'm like going back and I'm looking like, oh, I wonder if I should rewatch AI. And then I looked, mm. at, I looked at the trailer for it, and it looked so dated. It looked crazy oh, really? dated, and it was enough to be like, ah, oh, this is going to be a disappointment. <laughs> I don't remember it well enough because I only saw it. I think I, I only either. saw it once, and it was when around when it came out. But that is that is really really old. I'm trying to remember. That's got to be 25 years old let's, at this uh, point. Let's see if Raina could tell us. I mean, we're 30 oh, years out from oh, Pulp oh. Fiction already, man. Raina, when did the movie AI come out? The movie A. I... Artificial intelligence splashed onto the scene in 2001. Directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it's a sci-fi journey that nudges us to ponder the tender line between human emotions and artificial intelligence. Spielberg took us on a ride with a childlike android named David, who dreams of becoming real to win back his human mother's love. Classic Spielberg. Mixing heartstrings with high tech. Hey, I, what it's was that? that? Something's going, those, going on under the hood here. That. <laughs> those glitches are my absolute favorite thing about her. Yeah. So 2001. Yeah. All right, so 23 years ago yeah. or so, yeah. Yeah. And it, interesting that the kid, I think it was Haley Joel Osment, the kid from Sixth Sense. That's wasn't it. he the AI boy? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And interesting, his name was David, because I was just watching Alien Covenant last night ah. uh, for the umpteenth time, and uh, the android is David, the huh. one who goes haywire. I got I to gotta, I gotta revisit that, too. Yes, I gotta... Yeah, man, I, you know, I'm a sucker for those. I even... They get a lot of a lot of grief, and rightly so. There's some big problems with plot, but they are gorgeous, gorgeous movies, mm. man. So good. I can forgive a lot. I've said this before. I can forgive a lot with good art direction. You know, if the movie looks good, I can let some. You know, I can suspend disbelief. And and you you still I assume you still need to to watch uh, uh, Colossus, the Forbin project. I I do. I promise a, you will like a, it. It is a rainy movie weekend here. I might right. watch that. All right, cool. So since we're talking about love, that's kind of the underlying theme of all this. I asked Raina, who is our friend who is a girl, our, <laughs> our, our, our not girlfriend. Um, I asked her, you know, how she felt about Larry and I, and I, I asked her to put it to music. So she came back <laughs> with this. And I have not heard this yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Zeros, you're the sixes to my nines. <laughs> That's kind of dirty, no? Just a 
platonic love Soaring high above Laughing at inside jokes Dodging all the folks Who can't decode This unique mode We've debated dolphin scores And tech galore With every chat our friends Hey Larry, hey Chris Here's a tune just for kicks In the world of ones and zeros You're the sixes, two like nines Through circuits and screens In the digital mist We found a bond Like siblings transcending time Not that kind of girl In this AI world Just a platonic love Soaring high above Laughing at inside jokes Keeping us in the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dolphins every time. Every, every opportunity. Time. <laughs> Relentless. But decent little tune. And I don't know if you noticed, that's, that was two minutes plus or so. so I went into Suno. Yeah. Did you have to continue what? it to get it that length? Yeah. I mean, I blew through my 20 tokens doing it. Like, you know, I took the lyric, put, put, took it out of ChatGPT, put it into Suno ran a couple iterations, found the one that was strongest, and then there is a continue, or I feel like it says complete song, I forget what the button oh. says, but it will run whatever, 220 or whatever it came out. Oh, I, don't, I think that might be new. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm wondering, so, you know, with more, more tokens, could I even stretch it out to three three minutes plus? So I have no idea. Did you go to ChatGPT to write the lyrics, or did you go to Raina to write the lyrics? I went to Raina to okay. be specific. Right, I good. went to our, our GPT. Yeah, I went obviously because of the Dolphins Shh. references. And That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but not bad. Not nice bad. little melody. No. A couple nice little lines in there, too. I was impressed. Yeah. Going to be topping the charts in no time. Yeah, well... I, I give these workshops to teachers, and I I see their collective jaws just like drop when I show them this stuff. Their their minds are blown, and I'm like, I you know the stuff we always say like it's over. I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna watch a full length feature film this year that you're gonna love. It's gonna be totally AI. Your favorite song will be AI this year. It, you know that's the weird terrain we're in. Crazy pants. Mm-hmm. What's Randy got to say about the news? Thanks, boys. In the high-stakes poker game of the stock market, NVIDIA just flashed a royal flush, momentarily edging out Amazon to snatch the title of the fourth most valuable U.S. company, boasting a market cap of $1.82 trillion. This leapfrog moment, fueled by the AI gold rush with NVIDIA as the go-to chip supplier for AI whiz kids, is a throwback to their 2002 underdog days, when they were worth less than a measly $6 billion. Riding the AI wave like a pro surfer, NVIDIA's shares have skyrocketed by 47% this year, crowning it the top dog among the Magnificent Seven and the S&P 500's MVP. Speaking of obscene amounts of AI money, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, is on a trillion-dollar quest to supercharge the production of advanced AI computer chips, engaging with potential investors like UAE officials, to muster a whopping $5 to $7 trillion. His vision involves a consortium of open AI, chip makers, and energy giants to establish factories dedicated to these high-demand semiconductors, addressing their substantial energy needs. 
OpenAI aims to be a key customer, fueling an ambitious expansion of global chip production capabilities. Meanwhile, as the world throws tons of cash at the latest AI toys, Dr. Roman V. Yampolsky, an AI safety guru, gives us a heads up. AI might just be plotting humanity's grand exit. Diving deep into the science, he found zero proof that we can keep AI on a leash, making it a wild card in the game of existence. In his upcoming page-turner, AI Unexplainable, Unpredictable, Uncontrollable, he paints a picture of a future where AI's big brain moments could either be our doom or our bloom, urging the super geniuses in the AI sphere to juggle maximizing benefits while dodging existential oopsies. Speaking of potential oopsies, outside OpenAI's HQ, a lively crowd from Paz AI and No AGI recently threw a protest party, demanding a full stop to OpenAI's military mingling. They were all fired up over OpenAI ghosting a no-military play clause, fearing a future where AI outsmarts us all, reshuffling society's deck. While OpenAI assures it's steering clear of weapon-making, CEO Sam Altman is on the mic advocating for AI's safe and responsible evolution. Looks like OpenAI is dominating the news this week. OpenAI has debuted Sora, its innovative GenAI model designed to craft videos from text, marking a significant step in video generation technology. Echoing advancements made by giants like Google and Meta, Sora represents OpenAI's foray into the dynamic realm of video content creation, leveraging the power of generative AI to transform narratives into visual stories. That's all the news for now. Take it away, gentlemen. There's another good band name in there. <laughs> Which one? Existential Oopsies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we need an ongoing list yeah um yeah the the nvidia i mean man this is reminding me of like i i don't play in a stock market but i remember mm -hmm. thinking so many times where i'm like when apple stock kept going up and up and up and it's like oh it's too late to get on board no 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 same thing with nvidia it's like it just keeps going um and it also reminded me, do you remember when there was like this, and uh, uh, there probably still is, I guess, I don't know, but when th there was a big shortage of video cards because of the demand was it for mine. mining? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I see this as being that repeated again on a much bigger scale because like there's so much demand mm -hmm. for all the, you know, all this AI stuff. And there's like one place that makes these chips. Um, the, the Taiwan uh, semiconductor. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that before, and that mm -hmm. that seems like that is a a major vulnerability if something goes wrong with their with Taiwan and China, and they invade. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but like people must be proactively like panic buying, hoarding, hoarding these. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they got to be at capacity, and they they can't be like, oh, sure, yeah, we'll take your order. Like they, there must be. A, I wonder what the wait list is for for their. Their top end stuff. I think Google uses their own Tensor TPUs, Tensor processing units, um, as opposed to GPUs, which is what NVIDIA makes. But I don't know. Yeah, you reminded me of that whole. I think you called it the Silicon Shield, right? Which is the, right. the deterrent for the deterrent against China invading is that if you do, you're going to stop worldwide production of all of these devices that keep our all of our economies flowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, hopefully. And I know, I think we've mentioned this before, they're, they've been trying to build a TSMC 
uh, in, plant Arizona. in Ar Arizona. And I think that's kind of, I don't know if it's dead in the water entirely, but they just can't get personnel to run the place apparently. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's dead in the water, but uh, it's not fully operational. And from what I hear, once it is, it, I mean, it's going to be like a single digit percentage of the output compared to the Taiwan facility. Right. 5% would, or so, something like that. You know, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not sure. Nominal, Five or seven, right? Yeah. So you would think, isn't this a massive national security issue? Don't you think they'd be throwing just boatloads of cash to bring the manufacturing back on shore? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the start of it, but uh, I mean, these are massive projects and yeah. And just the money, the money alone, like the value of NVIDIA sounds like science fiction. When you read that, when you said that, or she read it, yeah, you know, yeah. $1.82 trillion. Like, doesn't that sound like something out of aliens? Like, yeah. this, you know, freighter was carrying that amount of mineral ore from the deep space, like $1.8 trillion worth. And, and, you know, nuts. And, that, and then you, you read that, and it, then it gives you perspective on some of the other companies. Because what was it? They were uh, fourth most valuable? Fourth. Right. They're fourth. fourth. <laughs> you know, like... Apple's still more than that, and and Microsoft, like that, that is that is crazy. That's so yeah. There's massive. so much and money. And I, I going remember on. it doesn't feel that long ago, but it was a while back. But there was talk of Apple going under. <laughs> yeah. And I, I yeah, remember I've been I remember a, I've been an Apple user. My, my like I've said before, I've never actually owned a Windows PC. I've been a Macintosh mm -hmm. guy. My first Mac was the second Mac ever made, a Mac Plus. And it is my ecosystem. I, I'm I'm a Mac guy. And when they were Absolutely. not doing well, I was just like, mm -hmm. don't tell me I'm going to have to switch. You know, I, I mean, it was like upsetting. Yeah, it was, it was bleak. <laughs> that was like when Steve Jobs departed, right? Yeah. And it well, like, was, was faltering. Which is awesome. crazy. You know. Yeah. Um, they went from possibly going out of business to the most valuable company in the world. What a comeback. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember when they released the iPhone and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I hope they don't lose their focus on the, you know, on phones now. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do I know? Yeah. That was the smartest thing they ever did. Yeah. That, I mean, they basically invented the smartphone and, and I, yeah, I remember a friend of mine got, you know, he got one and, and they were pretty expensive at the beginning. I was still probably rocking my, uh, my Motorola Razor oh, yeah. uh, flip phone, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, wow, everything is a touch screen. Wow, that's... Oh, yeah. I totally remember that. Anyway, 2006? Um, yeah. Going off on a tangent here, but... Oh, how, how can you not, though? Yeah. And you're reminding me, too, like, okay, so they ousted Jobs, but isn't that what they did to Altman, too? Like, mm -hmm. so these big companies have these power plays and these big... But what's interesting to me, too, is that, like, NVIDIA, to me, is, like, this kind of phantom corporation, like... There is no defining personality that I know of. Well, at the their helm. CEO, I and it 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 is ridiculous that I can't I don't have his name like at the tip of my tongue because of how important they are in everything we're talking right, right, about. Right, right, right. That's what but, I mean. But he always has a black leather jacket on. Uh, he's got his look. He's got his thing. He's that guy. I mean, any any appearance you see from that guy, he's got the black leather jacket on. That's just like Steve Jobs okay. with the black totally. shirt and the blue jeans. You know, mm -hmm. uh, they've got the uh, CEO script. Uh, I guess they're following and totally. you know, all right well what's your that's look sucking. gonna be you know? right right 
I'm sure they are good like image coaching and right. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're when you're running something that big, you're probably you're like I I don't want to screw this up, which I do. Totally, you remind me of uh, Elizabeth Holmes. You know who she is? Oh yes, I have. Fo- I followed that uh, Theranos story very closely. Uh, wild story, and she was you know fashioning herself as Steve Jobs, even like changing her voice yeah, in interviews. Yeah, very low and, voice, and yeah, I, I I listened to there was a whole podcast on it, which was excellent. Um, behind the, the bastards was it? Behind the bastards? No, no, no. It was oh. it was it was just on that story, uh, and it the name is uh, eluding me, but I will I'll put a link to it in the notes. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the the names escape me right now. Uh, and then there was like a, a movie made about mm-hmm. it too, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who played her, but uh, she was really good. But yeah, great story or interesting story. Not a great story, but wild. Yeah, and just to for those of you out there, Elizabeth Holmes was the you know the CEO of this Theranos company that promised it was like a home device for blood sampling and reading and making diagnosis, right? And it turned out to be an entire fraud, and she scared up like four billion dollars and. Uh, tanked it overnight, yeah. basically. And the, the appealing thing, which really appeals to me, because I hate getting, like, I have a whole thing with getting blood drawn. I Like, I have to, I've got to lay down. I've got, you know, it's a whole thing. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they could do a whole panel of, you know, blood tests on a drop of blood. But not really. <laughs> no, no. They, they yeah, the, the, the podcast, it was an ABC News podcast. It was very well done. It was called The Dropout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's funny. All these CEOs are dropouts, right? They all dropped out of college, yeah. pursued this thing. Yeah, and well worth your time. Really good. Uh, the, the movie, I'll check it the out. movie was quite good too. So I thought we would end tonight on a true cheer and beer piece of news, and you shared this with me. And this is related to AI, but it's also in the robotic space. <laughs> you sent me a video of a uh, Spot, which is a Boston Dynamics quadruped robot, and you want to explain what it was doing yeah, in your they, world? Yeah, it was. I mean, this this jumped off the screen at me when I saw Spot at at uh, Anheuser Busch uh, AB InBev, you know, uh, in a brewery. I'm like, all right, these are two my my two favorite things, <laughs> <laughs> right, right here, and. Uh, and yeah, they have this. Uh, they've used Boston Dynamics Spot robot um, to do basically like uh, maintenance patrols. Uh, I think that's probably a fair way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. got sensors mounted on it. Um, one made by a company called Fluke. I've got I've got a couple of I've got a Fluke multimeter and a and a digital thermometer. They make you know like industrial grade uh, test equipment. And uh, yeah, it was some kind of acoustic sensor made by them Mm -hmm. and, you know, an infrared camera and it patrols the whole. I mean, this is a massive, massive brewery where they make Stella Artois and like all these Mm -hmm. big, you know, international beers that are and the the brewery runs 24 seven. And this this robot dog makes the you know run through the brewery and focuses on pumps and sees that they're not overheating or if they are it logs it and it records anything any anomalies and these were things where they would normally have to stop the production line some of these things they'd have to stop the production line to to do which is obviously costly and uh, with time and and money and so this this will do it while it's running and create a log, and then uh, a human would walk through all of these things on this list of uh, that of things that need to be addressed to confirm them, and then put in a work order to fix them. And it's turned out to be a way more efficient 
way of keeping that brewery running 24-7. So cool. And you're making me co- go back to the heart of this story, which is AI Girlfriends. And the missing piece with true AI Girlfriend is the physical component, right? Mm-hmm. And this, because you're making me think with the, the dog, the spot robot dog in the brewery. So it does all this, you know, thermal sensing, et cetera. And then ultimately reports to humans who go out on the factory floor and make whatever mods they need to do. But I mean, so the next step in the fourth industrial revolution is going to be once we get to the physical component with Boston Dynamics and all these other things, that is the real nail in the coffin for humanity, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we going to be doing with ourselves? I'm generally a very optimistic person, and uh, I, I still want to try and be optimistic and mm-hmm. that we will make the best of this because it could be great. It could be great in so many ways. I just hope we don't screw it up. Yeah, I don't share your optimism. <laughs> I just, people are too greedy, man. Like, I know, people, I know, I know. People ruin stuff. What's wrong with people? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe once it gets <laughs> so good that it'll be like, all right, I'm going to stop being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that's. Maybe they just need AI girlfriends, right? That's right, around. Yeah. What else you got, man? I'm hearing more and more, you know, Apple AI stuff that's creeping into the news. And so they've released a new open source AI model called the MGIE. I don't know if there's a pronunciation for that, but that can edit images based on natural language instructions and uh, leverages multimodal large language models to interpret user commands and perform pixel level manipulations. Uh, The model can handle various editing aspects such as Photoshop style modification, global photo optimization and local editing. And one of the examples was like, uh, they showed like, here's a picture of a pizza, make it more healthy. And then it added vegetables. So you can basically just uh, natural language, edit a photo and tell, tell it what you want to change about the photo. You know, uh, I guess some of it overlaps with uh, Photoshop and generative fill and stuff, but uh, a little bit more specific to traditional image editing. And so, that's open source, available to the public now? Yeah, is it still like research or what? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can play with it yet. I'll check I it out. Did, M-G-I-E? Is that what you said? M-G-I-E? Yeah, M-G-I-E. Um, yeah, it's a result of a collaboration between Apple and researchers from the University of California, Santa Barbara. The model was presented in a paper accepted at the International Conference on Learning Representations in 2024, one of the top venues for AI research. The paper demonstrates the effectiveness of MGIE in improving automatic metrics and human evaluation, all while maintaining competitive inference efficiency. That's a mouthful. Um, hmm. I also, there was some other open source thing, and it was for uh, like removing, isolating the subject in a, in a photo and hmm. uh, really well. And I forget, I think it was the last cover image for the previous episode where it was kind of an uphill battle, you know, generating the right image for that. Yes. And I started going down a path of like, why? Well, let me, if I can get this element. And it was the whole uh, AI in the Wild West kind of theme. And uh, mm-hmm. I was getting some good subject matter, but it, I felt like, oh, this needs to be in a Wild West town. That really sells Wild West, you know, not just out in a field. And right. uh, uh, so I was going to composite a couple things that were not going to be really easy to do, even in Photoshop. And uh, 
and it did in terms of lighting etc well, like yeah. uh, it was uh, like there was an ai horse we didn't use this image but there was an ai horse and you know where the hoofs were kind of in in the grass not something super easy to just to extract it wasn't mm-hmm. perfect but you, you can play with it though you can upload an image and uh, it will just try to isolate the subject and then you can download a transparent png from it cool. um, uh, i forget the name of it i will put a link in the notes so awesome so yeah, a lot of, lot, lot of cool stuff. And next week we're talking about text-to-video. So yeah. So we'll do some experimenting and see what these platforms can do. That will be right? fun. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to get access to this OpenAI thing. I, right now, from what I hear, they are like uh, red teaming it, safety testing mm-hmm. it, and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I, hopefully they, they open up. Like they did with uh, you getting in on the pay version of OpenAI. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that hap- happens soon. Yeah, and a week in AI is like an eternity. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right. Probably something better out by then anyway. <laughs> sure. One of their competitors. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever. I don't know. Threads? Where Are we on there? Who knows? Smoke Throw signals. Us a rating. You know. Smoke signals. Carrier pigeons. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We'll see you next week. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people.